Man, it feels nice today. It does. Oh, that's good smelling. It's been so long, and I was about to light this thing without cutting it. <laughs> right? Stupid fake life always getting in the way of things. Fake life. <laughs> you a little upper and a downer at the same time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, is that one out too? Son of a monkey. Oh no. Feel it's oh trying. No. I thought it was my because my other one's out. Oh, I got a little bit. Doesn't, doesn't take as much for these. You can do it. Right, I Come on, lighter. You can do it. Nope, I just have to message the wife. She can bring me a lighter. That or everybody can see me disappear down the slide and I'll be back in <laughs> Very nice. As long as my Wi-Fi will pick up from here. In my old router, I could pick that thing up like down the hill. Mm. This new router that's like the pipe G, blah blah blah, works better. You can have more devices on, yada yada. It's only got like maybe 100 meter or like 100 foot, 200 foot range max. Oh dang! Yeah, it looks like I'm gonna have to go down the slide. <laughs> well, you just sit here and collect some great B roll, B roll, and I will. See if I can blow a... <laughs> I'll return momentarily. Good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> it works. Just always so nice just to sit. Realize you're just going to be sitting and chatting for an hour and a half or so. Like, no, there's nothing I need to be doing right now but this. Definitely nice. Wow. Beautiful day. I think I say that every time. Just do we really ever have a nasty day up here? No. Had nasty days in Texas, like mm. almost every. Sorry if anybody's from Texas and are offended by that. But lived there all my life. <laughs> I can say it. We were there for four or five years. 
Oh yeah. I think four, yeah, four years. And yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Big bugs, hot weather. Although I do miss the lightning, like the rainstorms. Yeah, yeah. Which we've been getting a lot of that up here lately. Mm-hmm. Last month, it's been more than I've seen the whole time I've been up here. I think that the last time we had this much rain was literally when we moved up here in 16. Yeah. Because that was a yeah, good that was a good winter and then well I guess it was seventeen because it was a decent winter that winter, and then the spring following it was nice. Had the afternoon rains. Right. Yeah, it had been seventeen that early summer yeah. spring spring summer of seventeen we had we had yeah. good rains, but after that man it's just gone downhill. It's been dry for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're finally getting it back. Yeah, it's good. I was telling my wife, I'm like, I haven't seen, uh, on the peak, I haven't seen greenery up past the, mm. that deadline. Right. That I could ever remember. Yeah. I mean, everything's green right now. Yeah, exactly. You get that little tinge of green above the tree line. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Used to seeing it brown or white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And over the last few years, mostly brown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Well, today's a special episode. You ready for this episode? I think I might be. I hope so. <laughs> you're, the, you're the focus of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, About your, what year was it? That was uh, 99. Yeah. So 23 years ago. Good Lord. I know. Freaking ridiculous. I was just thinking, I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Man. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's funny thinking about it, you know, the last couple of weeks. And, you know, we're writing it all down in the book. I've been editing that, trying to get it ready to publish. And it's like... So give me it all back. Give me some backstory. What were you guys doing? Because mm-hmm. um, the the bit that I know is you had a boat, sailboat, mm -hmm. and you guys lived on it. You had two or three kids at the time. Right, right. Which one? Uh, all <laughs> lived on the boat for seven years. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah even even. Before we got married, you know, I'd kind of shared with Gina my dream, and it's like, hmm, I wonder, kind of like most dreams start of, I wonder if we could do this. Yeah. Because this would be cool, um, of just living on a sailboat and sailing around the world and doing ministry or uh, helping out wherever we could, wherever we are, mm -hmm. and always have your family with you so it's a good good thing to do um so we had been uh married for a couple two years maybe before we moved aboard so our oldest abby was like 15 months yeah when we moved aboard 
And then we found out that week we were pregnant with Maddie, so <laughs> number two. Like, I'm glad we got the boat size that we got. It's only a 30-footer, but it had a pretty good amount of room in it for a 30-foot. Yeah. It was basically RV living, mm-hmm. but the ends are tapered. So yeah. sails better that way. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we moved aboard with one. And like I said, we lived on it for seven years, but we moved aboard with one. Nine months later, we had number two. Um, and then it was four years later, we had Mallory, the number three. And then when we were pregnant with Gabe, um, we moved off into a, an apartment. And you got six total, right? Six total now, yeah. Three mo- lived on the boat. Gabe was on the boat occasionally, but didn't live on it. Yeah. So it was the, what, would have been a... Was it a spring or fall of 99? When do those storms usually happen? Spring? Uh, this was just before. It was late winter. Okay. Um, yeah, because usually for the, every body of water has its own, you know, personality. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for the Gulf of Mexico, because what we were doing was we were on the Texas coast, um, Galveston Bay. Uh, outside of Houston, um, we lived aboard there for a few years, um, doing some church on the yacht and some different really fun things. Um, but then, you know, for the Gulf of Mexico, when you're going to cross that, because uh, we were going to go to Belize and do uh, work at an orphanage down there, and that kind of be the jump-off place, mm-hmm. and then just keep going around the Caribbean and Central America and stuff. Uh, but Belize was going to be the first jump. So it was basically just a straight shot from Galveston Bay um, down to uh, Belize or the Yucatan Peninsula and then down to Belize. Um, so for that body of water, generally going the direction we were, you'd hit that last, wait for that last cold front mm-hmm. and then head off. And shoot it. Yeah. <clears throat> Get down there. Um, I mean, generally you got a, uh, like a, what was it, a southeast uh, wind going through the Gulf most of the time. So it's not a, not an easy passage. It's a small body of water, yeah. big, big air quotes, but uh, you're beaten into the, into the wind. Pretty much the whole the way. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back, it's a little easier. Yeah. So I hear. <laughs> So for like prepping for a trip like that, what's the the time frame on it? How long are you expecting to take to get um, from point A to point B? Like a, it's seven hundred miles straight across, give or take. Um, and with a boat around that thirty foot length, because sailboats it's all by the water line. Whatever length you are at the water line, that's how fast you can go. Really? So you're really limited. Huh. Um, yeah, it's kind of once that, I think it's once the bow wake reaches the stern, that's the limiter, and you hmm. can't go any faster than that, generally speaking. In a hurricane, you can go a little faster than that. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so generally, you're hoping for 100 miles a day, 24-hour day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so a, a week to get across. Um, and how does that, because, I mean, the most I know about sailing is um, movies. So mm -hmm. that's, and even then I probably didn't retain anything that actual had to do with sailing in it. Right. <laughs> how do you, how do you work that at night? Do you just lock your, your uh, rudder and hope for the best? Are you on shifts? Are you just kind of waking up every couple hours checking? Yeah, it kind of depends on your crew. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I meant, like with, yeah. you got two adults. Right, <laughs> yeah. And so at the time of this, you had three kids at the time? Two. Two at the time yeah. of the, of, in 1999. Right. Of yeah. this uh, attempted trip, passage. Right. And they were two and four at the time. Okay. So just um, old enough to be terrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, and adventurous at the same time. Mm -hmm. and, and to kind of think, yeah, these are, this is a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> Until it's not. But we would always, Gina and I would always run it um, at night just doing, I think it, we were doing two hour shifts, two or four hour shifts. I don't remember now. We'd change it up a little bit, um, but we'd just do shifts on deck. Yeah. I generally set the autopilot so you weren't having to do anything. Yeah, you're just making sure everything's yeah. doing what it's supposed to. Right, and there's no lights coming at you that are getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of shipping traffic and... All kind of stuff in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. A lot of oil rigs around the coast. I mean, once you get away from the coast a little bit, it's fine. But, you know, within 10 to 20 miles of the coast, it's just littered. Now, something like that, Do you? is it like, uh, like air traffic control? You know, I know from, again, movies and uh, whatnot. There's flight patterns. Everybody knows where everybody's mm -hmm. flying. Obviously, they have transponders and all that kind of fun stuff to, so they can digitally track where everybody's supposed to be in the air. Right. Is there stuff like that when you're, you know, setting up your, um, okay, I'm going to take this route from the point A to point B. Do you register that with someone so they know where to look for you if you go missing? You know, is there, or to even just stay out of shipping lanes, things like that? Right. There's, there's shipping lanes for sure. Um in every body of water and like i said texas coast you got the veracruz thank you veracruz uh mexico and then a lot of the you know port isabel port aransas um galveston bay mm -hmm. you, know, you got a lot of different shipping channels that that run through there and is that something you like stay out of generally we do yeah. or we're just aware that we're crossing one so you're just a little bit more heightened about looking around yeah. paying attention yeah. because it's like okay for this distance i'm in somebody's roadway essentially right. i'm right. in their path of yeah, travel there could be a, a vehicle <laughs> coming <laughs> coming across me could be a, a a vehicle that's much larger than us going through <laughs> that wouldn't even know if they ran us over and i was like oh that's some chopping <laughs> water <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly but yeah, we'll generally chart that course and then, you know, if it's okay, something, that's the beauty too of you're moving so slow because mm -hmm. generally we do whatever, five, six knots. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so pretty slow, I mean, by our standards, modern world and vehicles and all that creeping yeah. very slow. Um, so you'd know, hey, in the next two hours, we're going to cross this channel at gotcha. an angle or whatever. Um, or we'll, and charts are pretty dang accurate too. 
so you'll know generally if there's an oil rig exactly where it is yeah and all that uh, an oil oil platform so we'll say hey we're gonna the, you should see one yeah. off your port side here in about an hour gotcha you know, try to give gina a heads up on that kind of stuff it's better than being surprised in the middle of the night yeah like what's that light <laughs> you're wondering about it and it's always nice to know that it's coming <laughs> yeah and that it's not moving towards you. Yeah, you're moving towards it. It's not coming at you. Yeah. It's a stationary object. There's no, there's very little perspective in the ocean. Because you don't have, you know, like all these trees here. Things are going to be passing that judge your, your right. movement. Yeah, and, and even size and stuff. It's really hard. Uh, but distance is particularly difficult to judge, you know, and... and um, lights are just crazy. You know. Well, and it could be a, a a little craft with a small light, or it could yeah. be a huge craft with a huge light really far away. And yeah, you can't right. tell until mm-hmm. that whatever amount of time passes for you to be able to, oh, that was yeah. a big ship with a big light, right. not a little <laughs> boat with a little light that was right, right. next to me. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> yeah, it would be wild. Because I remember even just, you know, running with uh, night vision, getting trying to figure out depth perception when you're driving with that Mm. and again but you do have all of those things around you that help you with the passage of distance yeah and then to be out on a vessel where there's nothing around you Mm -hmm. you don't have that passage of distance even if you're like skirting the coast that's still not not it's just not the same you know it's like when you're looking and you're driving and you have trees right next to you Mm -hmm. to when you're driving you have trees a few hundred yards off, you're like, I'm barely moving, but you're right. still going 60 miles an hour. Right. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Looking out an airplane window. Yeah. Seeing the, it's like, wow, we're barely moving. It's like, I'm going 170 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. You pop up the little American Airlines app. It's like, 450 miles an hour. <laughs> Doesn't look like that. I didn't even know I was going 450 miles today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should get there quick yeah the nighttime stuff is interesting and it's it's just so different i guess you know been where we do have all this perspective and and uh, a horizon you know out there it's yeah you got a horizon but it's water Mm. so it's all at the exact same elevation and you generally from the water level you can see seven miles so you've got this seven-mile donut around you, this bubble <laughs> that you can't see all you past. see. <laughs> That's wild. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to break it because I forgot to set my timer at the very beginning. So I figured I didn't want to lose any of this conversation. All right, and we're back, talking about sea adventures. (laughs) In the woods. In the woods, talking about sea adventures. Far from the ocean. Yes, yes. But we have the sound of water. We do, (laughs) or or coffee. For those of you not watching the video, I'm pouring coffee, not doing anything else. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good point. <laughs> Just saying. So here we are in the woods. <laughs> yep. In that way, the ocean is very similar. Why fill the holding tank when you can just go off the side of the boat? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. So you get prepped. What does that look like? Um, you know, obviously you're going to yeah. prep for more than a seven-day journey because you don't mm -hmm. know what could happen. Or you know that things could happen. Right. Yeah. And that's um, it's a place where a lot of people get stuck, too. Um because there's a lot of fun in the prepping. Mm -hmm. But then if you don't go, that's another thing. Yeah. It used to bother me. It doesn't bother me anymore. If you want to have a blue water boat and prep for 10 years, I'm talking about leaving but never do. Yeah. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's all the charts, um, getting every area where you're going to be and then places you're going to put into port you want to get you know charts that are at a different scale mm -hmm. so you can get some more detail gotcha yeah uh, so the different scale of charts um internationally of course we're getting all the flags for where we think we're going to be because mm -hmm. um, in anytime you come into port um you'll put up your yellow flag for a quarantine until you check in mm -hmm. and that just lets everybody know okay that boat hasn't checked in yet once you check in then you can lower your yellow flag and put up that country's flag or or whatnot now is that just a sign of respect to not fly your own or is that a i just don't want people bugging me so i'm gonna fly theirs um it's more of a of a respect thing um I don't remember now if it's a if there's anything mandatory with that or not. Um, and then you'll you have your hailing port, which you'll always have. You know, for us it was Kima, Texas. Hmm. So. So you get prepped. Mm -hmm. Food, water, batteries. Yeah, you get a bunch of fuel. Yep. Get everything topped off. Scrub the bottom. Scrub the prop, make sure everything's just um, really clean and efficient, uh, which really comes in handy if you get caught in a storm and you mm. have a very little motor. Yeah. Very little engine. <clears throat> little engine that could. Uh, but yeah, and with ours, of course, we were going down to an orphanage to do work at this uh, mission work down there. So we had. I think a couple spare sewing machines on, um, equipment for them, mm -hmm. things that they were needing. Uh, the orphanage had just burned down um, less than a year before, so we were going to go help them rebuild, and you know a lot of their equipment and goods had uh, had burned up as well. Of course, they could get a lot of it there, but some of it they couldn't, or it was very expensive, so it was easy for us to acquire things and and bring them down so we had all that too yeah so we were sitting low on the water line mm -hmm. so to speak <laughs> you know you think that well i'll, I'll get into that question later <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> so you know you're getting ready to go you check all your boxes i'm assuming you know 
you and the wife are excited. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. we're doing it. We're, we're, yeah, we're prepped. I'm, you know, you, uh, I'm guessing you had a day like this is one. You know, this is the day we're leaving. Yeah. Did that it, ever get set back? Like, it did. It did because you know we had stayed at the marina and getting used to everything and all that kind of stuff for like two years. But we had started a church at the marina and and I got to do some fun things like christenings and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, once you do all that prep and, and there were bigger things other than stocking the boat, like putting an autopilot on, redoing some wiring, mm-hmm. some plumbing, just making sure it's a lot easier to do that in port in the States <laughs> than trying to do it in some island somewhere and ordering things and paying yeah. a premium for them. So to really fully outfit um, took a little while. Uh, but then once we decided, okay, it's, it's, it's go time. time. It's go time. Um, and two, side note, we had met another couple there. They were had the same plans kind of as we did, uh, but they were going to start in the Bahamas and then just go through uh, the Caribbean and start from there. Um, but once we were talking to them about Belize and, and the orphanage and stuff, they're like, well, what the heck? We'll just go with y'all. They hadn't been at, offshore and made a big passage either. And, you know, of course we hadn't. So we thought, oh, cool, we'll just go together. So we had a tandem um, deal and thought. Yeah. So when we die, somebody can tell our story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And it was kind of like, you know, hey, hey, yeah, if we sink, we'll just jump on your boat. Yeah. In the middle of the storm, we were like, yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> How's that going to work? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so you there was you don't know it till you know it <laughs> yeah, exactly so had that thought with my life raft too it's like i lashed it down really good on deck <laughs> in the middle of the storm thinking there's no way i could crawl up there and get that thing loose mm-hmm. and get our two-year-old four-year-old and my wife and myself all on it mm-hmm. it's like yeah well, that, that wouldn't work and even if you could you're just going to get thrashed in it right right <clears throat> yeah choose your in there. Something in what you guys experienced, it would be like if you made it through and your boat's trashed and sinking, then mm-hmm. I'll be able to use this life. Right. <clears throat> Which is things it's just you don't think about because all we have is if you don't know anybody with a real story, you have movies. Yeah. And, and movies make everything look so like yeah oh it's hard but they it, but, but you could do but you could do it yeah you know and then you get in it and it's like hmm well that was different yeah exactly um, but yeah so a couple years of you know getting all that together but then yeah once you decide all right you know this season is go time this is about when we want to leave. And then it's just waiting for that weather window. Yeah, watching the weather, making sure it's yeah. like, we're leaving on Tuesday. Nope, okay, next yep. Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for that good passage. Right. As best as the weatherman can tell us, you know. <laughs> That's the key right there. <laughs> well, and we had done, you know, like I said, so much outfitting that um, the other boat was the Michael Laurie, and our boat was called Hope. Um, but the Michael Laurie had gone ahead from Galveston, Bay to Port Aransas down by Corpus. Um, so they did a shakedown cruise down to there 
uh, about a week later we followed or a few days i don't remember now uh, we followed and did our shakedown um, and what's a shakedown just to make sure everything I did in the last two years actually worked. Got it. <laughs> so it's it's a you're, you're you're doing a short, relatively safe test to mm-hmm. make sure all uh, everything's operational like you would want it to. Yeah. Be. Okay. Yeah. It's like ah, oh, the autopilot worked. Needs whatever some calibration here or there. You know the because before that it's all just an idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got a mount for my handheld GPS. I got that tied into my autopilot. You know, the way that I had run all the lines, um, all of the uh, ropes and lines to control the sails, mm-hmm. would run all that through cleats back to the cockpit um, so that if needed, I could run everything single-handed from back there. Wow. Um, so, again, that's like good theory. Yeah. Will it work? Yeah. <laughs> and it ended up working. but. But well, that's yeah. you're here, so <laughs> well, yeah, it worked good enough. So yeah, that's kind of all the shakedown of all right. How's that? How's that going to go? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had met up. In fact, halfway through our shakedown, because we wanted to do both, we wanted to run the engine a lot, like on the intercoastal waterway. So we went down to Galveston Island, spent the night down there, and then we jumped in the intercoastal waterway and did that just to navigate through that area. Um, and that's kind of between a barrier island and the main island, okay. or the main mainland. Mm-hmm. So there's just a channel there that's completely protected. Um, and you know, so we navigated that and ran the engine a lot, make sure our, our battery system worked. We had a solar panel, high output alternator on the engine. So making sure everything just clocked off the way it was supposed to, yeah. anchoring out at night, using the batteries, you know, so making sure we had enough amp hours and all that kind of stuff that requires math. Yeah. That was probably what I was sketchiest on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I did the math right. And Let's see. <laughs> for all the young people out there, this is before YouTube, where you could just look something up and mm-hmm. some, some person that knows what they're doing shows you how to do it. <laughs> exactly. You're reading books, you're talking to people, you're... <laughs> trying yeah. ideas out trying things hey i did this talking to other sailors on the dock yeah hey i did this what do you guys think mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like no bro that won't work <laughs> thanks bro <laughs> but yeah we'd gone so halfway in the intercoastal and then um there was cold front that hit you know because we weren't quite done it was this was february and uh so a cold front hit we stayed at the uh, we actually found a marina there, stayed there for, gosh, probably three days because it was coming and then it came and then it went. Yep. And uh, it was supposed to blow out. Um, you know, cold fronts are so just right here, right now, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. It's like instant and, and then done, at least in Texas. So it was supposed to blow out sometime in the middle of the night mm-hmm. this one particular night so we decided oh, it's, it's not bad now most of the wind and stuff has gone um and it'll be an offshore breeze so there won't be a lot of time for a wave build up so we decided oh, okay let's go ahead and leave in the evening we left like five o'clock left the dock still blowing pretty hard but we were just going to jump offshore a few miles and then head down the coast yeah so we thought well oh, that'd be fine 
And uh, now with, with cold fronts, I know what that does um, inland. You know, mm-hmm. I think most people know. Oh, cold fronts coming in. It's going to get cold. Right. You know, <laughs> and usually if it comes in quick, then there's wind involved because the wind's blowing the cold front in. How mm-hmm. does that affect um, the seas? You know, does that is that where you get? Because um, uh, obviously a cold front's different than a tropical storm, things mm-hmm. like that. Because that's tropical, it's hot. It, there's right. I don't know how right. any of this works. So what am yeah. I worried about? What were you worried about? Or not worried, but you know what? What are the concerns with? Oh, there's a cold front coming in. Is it just because it's going to suck and it's going to mm-hmm. be cold, right. or does that bring a uh, a bit of danger into you know um, pass sea passage? Right. When you hit a cold front. Um, yeah. Any any change like that? Main thing with sailing is just going to change your wind direction um, because it's going to go from what's typical, so it'll swing around in a matter of a few hours. And then be coming from this direction, then it's going to swing around once it gets back to oh, normal. Wow. Gotcha. So you're like always changing position, sail position, all that over, you know, a day or two. Yeah. A couple but days. But more than you would normally be doing. Yeah, a lot more. Okay. Because generally, you know, especially tropics or near tropics, it's going to be southeast wind all the time or whatever it is in that particular area. Very predictable. Okay. Uh, cold front takes the predictability out of it. Then uh, does it bring a chance of, you know, uh, higher winds, higher waves? Um, that's the thing. wind is the biggest thing. Okay. You know, which waves will follow mm-hmm. after that. Um, but like I said, on this one, this particular one, we were just planning to be a few miles offshore. So it's like, okay, the waves won't be that bad yeah. because the wind's coming from you know, uh, an offshore, uh, wind. Um, so it'd be blowing from the mainland out. So it won't have much time to build up. Gotcha. Um, but really it just, it really makes it nice coastal, uh, especially after, uh, because it's at, um, what are they? High pressure system. Um, I believe. So it's, it's bringing the humidity way down, mm-hmm. which sailing, I mean, you're always at a hundred percent humidity nearly. Yeah. So to have something that cools it off and, yeah. and makes it a little drier, like, Ooh, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is very nice. Uh, and that's kind of what happened with this on that shakedown. We, we jump off, you know, the cold front's still kind of blown. So it's just choppy, mm-hmm. messy. Um, and you know, like neither one of us had been on night watch by ourselves very much mm-hmm. before this, just a few times. Um, and like I said, with all the oil platforms and stuff, um, you know, it, it was not stressful, but it's just alert. Yeah. You know, and kind of running your, through your that. Your first time deployed in a tower. You're paying yeah, attention. You're paying attention. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> But then, uh, you know, the, I started out, Gina went down below once we got offshore and she put the kids down to sleep and, uh, you know, eight, nine o'clock, whatever. And, uh, so I'm up there for two or three hours and then she comes up on deck, whatever time I forget what it was, 11, 10, 11 o'clock, something like that. And, uh and took over and it's still 
blowing a bit and, and choppy and just kind of messy. So we were just running the engine at that point. Um, and there's really not many lights on shore, so occasionally you could see something, mm -hmm. but basically it just felt like you're out um, blue watering. Uh, but then when I came back on shift, like at one o'clock, something in the morning, um, the cold front had passed. Everything was, it was just that steady, like, I don't know, eight, 10 knot breeze and the, the chop in the water and everything like that was gone. The skies were clear. That's awesome. So I come up on deck and she's got a blanket up there and she's like, just hanging. Yeah. And I we had left during a pretty pretty full moon so it's just bright as daylight and stars you know usually stars are here and a little bit of a dome mm -hmm. but from horizon to horizon oh, all the way wild. around just solid stars because there's just you're just out i yeah. mean you're just off the coast but still you don't have all that that light pollution right yeah that's wild it's magical and you read a book on deck with no light because it's so so bright so coming up on deck, you know, like I said, like one in the morning, shut the engine off, hoisted the sails. And then, you know, you, you get so used to that, chuk, 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 you know, African queen, a little two horse diesel yeah, or a two cylinder diesel, 11 horse, little two cylinder, little pistons with a little boat that could. Uh, but you shut that off, and then you just have the wind, and you heel over a little bit. This is what I've been dreaming of all my life. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> this is the magical moment. Um, but yeah, but then we, you know, next morning, sun came up, had some breakfast. It's absolutely just picturesque, ideal, perfect coastal sailing. Mm -hmm. Um we put into Port Aransas. Uh, our friends were standing on the jetties waiting for us because we'd radioed them. And they were waving us in. It's like, that's, that's it. Yeah. We have done the right thing. <laughs> yeah. This is the dream come true. And then it's just a matter of waiting to do the big crossing. Yeah. After that. So you did the shakedown, that went well. Was there mm -hmm. any things that cropped up during that that you're like, oh, I need to tweak this, I need to fix that? Yeah, we did some um, little wiring differences and running lines a little different, but nothing major. Mm -hmm. um, Just like that worked, but I'd like to do this, I think it'll do mm -hmm. better. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing major um, with our boat or our friend's boat. Everything was pretty straight you know and it had been such a good passage for both the boats uh both families that it's like all right let's let's go yeah but we knew we still had you know a couple of weeks of waiting for the good window mm -hmm. so we started talking to uh you know we didn't have our cell phones and stuff back then mm -hmm. but uh we started talking to the noaa weather and you know not weather channel and things like that we were going to the oceanographic the, administration the source the source <laughs> the people mm -hmm. 
to get the good forecast. We were two or three different groups, um, weather organizations that we were talking to, like on the phone from a pay phone. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, was when, it? <laughs> when you could still look something up, dial in, and they have a yeah. a, a person. Per, yeah. That, that, or, you know, a switchboard mm-hmm. at least. Uh, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, not a receptionist, but. Yeah, yeah, whatever they are. But a person that, you know, is going to take your call and be like, oh, yeah, let me get you to Bob. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which was amazing because we could tell them. Exactly. Uh, oh, chicken over there. I was wondering what was moving. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> Good old chickens. Yep. But yeah, it was great being able to talk to those people because we could say, hey, this is what we have. We have a 30-foot sailboat, a 37-foot sailboat, you know, both with, you know, two people on board that are going to be doing night watches. Uh, we're going from Port Aransas, Texas, to uh, Belize, and this is our time window. We're expecting 100 miles a day, 90 to 100 miles a day, something like that. Um, so they knew exactly where we were, where we were going. And could give us a precise uh, forecast of what to expect. Yeah. Um, which at that point it was just get between the the because it's not hurricane season. Yeah. At that point in the Gulf of Mexico, so it's just a matter of what cold fronts are coming. So you get that. You get your intel. Did you get, um, did you ever get like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. This is our window. We're ready to go. And then things switched on you or, and you had to take a pause and then wait for the next window. Yeah. Really behind every, it's like, Hey, we've got a cold front coming up in a few days or whatever, or this Norther, you know, or we'd get, we can't guarantee this, but maybe so it'd be kind of that holding pattern. And then it's like, mm, having to make that call, make that decision of, no, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Um, was this a time in your relationship with the father that you were knowingly being prompted by the Holy Spirit and listening to him? Or, because I know, right. like, throughout my <laughs> whole life, I know I've listened to him mm-hmm. in different moments. I just didn't know what I was listening to in those moments. Right. Afterwards, right. I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't do that. You <laughs> yeah. know, but I didn't, I didn't realize that. And he's like, yeah, yeah. no, go thank your butt over there who told you not to, dummy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> yeah, at this point, and, and that's a, a very good point uh, because it comes into play in the storm, is that I hadn't ever knowingly heard from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm heard from God. Um, I knew people in the Bible had, but I hadn't where I could say definitively, yeah, that was, that was God. That was spirit in me talking. So it was just kind of a crapshoot of 
I either feel good about this or I don't feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is kind of where it starts. Well, and I Intuition. think... Intuition. Yeah, and I think that gut feelings, the reason that they're so reliable, or they can be so reliable, and they have saved so many people's lives, is because that's what we identify as something tangible that we all grow up with is a gut mm-hmm. feeling. Right. When in reality... Right. The Holy Spirit's with us always. Mm-hmm. He's always trying to help us. He's our helper. Right. And mm-hmm. until we acknowledge and realize what it is and really start focusing in on it, that's when that switch happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's not my gut feeling. It's actually a person telling me what to and not yeah. to do. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, there's countless stories like that with people, especially cops, mm-hmm. first responders, military that once they come to a rela- you know a more deepened relationship intimate relationship with mm-hmm. the father that's when they realize oh my gosh yeah you almost have like a like a, a flip book mm-hmm. of all these moments in your life where you're like oh mm-hmm. that was you the whole time like you literally exactly. had me in your hand the whole time and thankfully i listened to you mm-hmm. you know yeah. not not knowingly or there's a time when i didn't i yeah. knew i shouldn't have done that yeah. and i did and and that's where I ended up. Mm-hmm. Not like doing a bad thing or not, but it's mm. just to making a decision, making a call. It's like, yep, I had a feeling yep. that that wasn't right. And it's like somebody was sure telling enough. me not to do it. <laughs> Idiot. Listen, next time. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yeah. So you're in that process. You're waiting for your window. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what was the, what was the go? When you guys knew, okay, this is when we're doing it. Really, it was kind of a buildup of we are ready to go. Yeah. They were ready to go. The other family, we were ready to go. It's like, man, let's just get going. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to die. Yeah. So, so we're... it's like a necessary. <laughs> we've got to check the weather. Um, but, yeah, and then they, they finally gave it to us. And said, yeah, we don't see anything coming down. You know, you know, there's always the, is it a Canadian front or a whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know how they start, but, <clears throat> but they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't see anything coming down. <clears throat> it looks like y'all got about a 10 day window, something like that is, you know, it's about as far out as we can push. Yeah. Um, they're like, all right, well, here it is. Yeah. It should Let's be more it. than enough time. Yeah. Yep. Even if we have some kind of, you know, issue in the middle, we still got plenty of time to to get down there and get get to some ground again. So yeah, then we then we take off. What's well, what's cool? We we took off early in the morning, one morning daylight, but about as you know early as daylight as we could get through the jetties. And, uh, you know, it's for anybody that's, um, had a dream and then has has been on that threshold of it and is now starting to realize it. Mm -hmm. That's just, there, there's nothing that beats that. The, the the excitement, the fear, the everything that goes with it, that's uncomfortable, it's unknown, you know, and it's exciting and, and frightening at the same time yeah you know and it's all new it's ambiguous <laughs> you don't you don't know what's what's going to happen yeah but that's actual living 
um, yeah, when we headed through those jetties, we had always headed through jetties wherever and turned. Mm -hmm. Turn one direction, go coastal, you know, seven, ten miles offshore, but we'd always be yeah. coastal. And this time going through the jetties and not planning on turning, it's like, ooh, this is different. <laughs> yeah, you look behind yourself and the only thing that you know exists is slowly disappearing. Slow, yeah. And that would be quick though too then, right? Because if, if once you get that seven, ten miles out, or yeah. once, you, once you get out and your horizon changes to water from yeah. the, the coastline, because <laughs> yeah. if you don't have any mountains that are going to stick up. Right. So once you're there, it's just like, whew. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yep. And our, you know, we had our gauges on the, the bulkhead going down into the cabin. So from the helm, I can see all my gauges, of course, up here. And the depth gauge I had my eye on just for fun. It didn't matter because mm -hmm. the only time a depth gauge matters is when it's getting too shallow. Yeah. Because we draw like five and a half foot deep for our boat. Um, so intercoastal waterway, stuff like that. Yeah. You're always looking at it. Of you know, it's eight foot, it's seven foot. Okay, this it's getting, yeah, it's getting close. I yeah, gotta do something right. But this one was, I don't remember where it started, but hundred feet, two hundred feet, three, four. It's like watching it tick, and then it just drops off. And they'll never find my body. <laughs> yep. It's like wow, I can drown in a bathtub. Like, there is plenty of water here to drown in. <laughs> Oh, what's funny too is, so we head out the jetties, got both boats. They're excited, we're excited. Uh, my mom's on the jetties because she had come and stayed with us a little bit and she's waving and just, again, just an idyllic exit. Yeah, like, the, wow. the most beautiful send off yes. we could have hoped for. Right, it's rough in the jetties, but it was great, mm -hmm. you know, because splash, splash, it's like, yeah. Adds to that excitement. Yeah. Like my adventure that I've been dreaming about is starting right yeah. now. As it should. It's adventurous in exactly. that moment. Yep. So we put the sails up, you know, toward the end of the jetties. Because um, I'm always usually, you know, always uh, more cautious with that. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, we put the sails up and we shut the engine and, and we're sailing and splashing. You know, and then once you get in a good seaway, now it kind of smooths out a little bit and you got just these big... Just kind of rolling waves, but yeah. it may only be two, three feet, whatever, but it's just a nice, yeah. easy seaway. You know, so the engine shut off, everything gets quiet, you know, other than the splash or whatever. And I'm just at the helm, just loving, mm -hmm. loving life. And then I hear that gurgling sound. I'm like, what is that? And hit the autopilot, turn that on, and I'm asking Gina, what's that noise? because I'm hyper yeah. sensitive to the boat. How does it feel? Is it shuddering at all? What's the rigging doing? What's the lines doing? Everything. Yeah. And I hear a noise that I don't like, like mm -hmm. gurgling in a boat. It's yeah. not good. So I, I go down below, hit the autopilot, go down below, and I'm listening. I'm getting closer and closer to the bilge. So I pull the bilge boards, and I look down in there, and uh, or I put my ear down there first, and it's, oh, the bilge pump's running. It's like, that's not a good sign yeah. there's water <clears throat> coming in somewhere the pump's running it's gurgling and i'm like ah and i'm looking and i can't swim this far <laughs> it's like, like gun the boat's gonna sink we're just a few we, miles offshore we just started yeah maybe 10 which, miles which off. is good and bad at the same time you <laughs> exactly. know it's like i can yeah. still get saved 
but yep. crap. <laughs> if we're gonna sink, let's sink here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a clear day. Yeah. But uh, pull up the bilge boards and I'm looking, there's a freaking Lego stuck in the bilge <laughs> pump flap. <laughs> like, ah, oh. <laughs> damn you, Lego. That one's going. Doesn't just to hurt the ocean. your feet. No. It also hurts your bilge it pump. It can get stuck in a bilge. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh. They just have to laugh. Yeah. It's like, ah. Oh. Well, then all that adrenaline, okay. you're like, ah. Oh. And then you're shaking for the next like 30 right. minutes. <laughs> like adrenaline dump now. Uh, but it's it's fun. But yeah, so we take off all like I said early in the morning we're out the jetties. Sales are up. We're racing the Michael Lori. You know, so they have lunch and don't pay attention, we get ahead. <laughs> then we have lunch and don't pay attention, they get ahead. And we're just sailing kind of in tandem and with that, like, how far apart were, uh, would you guys normally keep? Um, at that point, we were fairly close. Not like America's Cup close, where yeah. they're tacking across each other. But um, Shouting distance? Yeah, yeah, we could shout across. Yeah, uh, we had handheld uh, VHF ship radios, but they were handheld, so I could have it in the cockpit and talking to them, seeing how it's going. Mm-hmm. You know, they, telling them about your Lego. Yeah, telling them about the Lego, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're just really all day, just kind of in ecstasy of this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you get used to the boat healing over because I'm just going out for a day sail or whatever. It's like you know, you're always kind of aware of it. Yeah, at the angle of the boat, but after a number of hour all day long. I don't remember if it was that day or the next, but um, all day long you just you're at that angle, so it's you get used to it. Yeah. And I remember at one point I'm I think it was the second day because we get through that night just fine and meet up with the Michael Laurie again. We kind of separate at night, mm -hmm. safety sake. And yeah. Do our own thing, and then we radioed in the morning and got back together. Um. So we did a day through the night, then the next day. Like around lunch, I'm down making sandwiches or whatever. And in our galley, there's a port light right there. You know, and I could see across, I could see the Michael Laurie out there. And, and you can kind of see the water here. Making sandwiches, so focused down. And then I look back up <clears throat> through the port light, and it's like, man, all I can see is water. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, how how much are we leaning? Yeah. And I look out in the cockpit, and Gina's at the wheel, big smile on her face. And uh, because we had talked about these little telltales that are on the sail, mm -hmm. and how you want to, how you want them to fly, for everything to be tuned just right. And she was watching those things like a hawk, and she tuned that boat, and she had it smoking. And the Michael Laurie was up there making some sandwiches. Now they're back behind us <laughs> about a hundred yards. Hauling. Yeah, <laughs> she got a big smile on her face and we are leaned over. We are cranking. That's awesome. So much so that our big head sail, <clears throat> you know, we're, we've got this little seaway. And every time we'd come down into a wave, we'd scoop water with the sail because mm. we were leaned over so much. Wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you might want to back off a little bit, but <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. So that's day two of hopefully seven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so at that point we're thinking, and we were making 80 miles a day, something like that, 80, 90 miles a day for those first couple of days. Um, but right, let's do that second night. We're thinking, well, it's going to be like the first night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're sailing along. We kind of get into our, very much into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, depth meter showing, um, or the depth gauge is showing like 10,000 feet now. It's kind of just blinking out because mm-hmm. it can't read that far. Um, but the chart, at least too, is, is showing 10, 12,000 feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is shallow body of water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, dang, there's a lot of water in this world. <laughs> it's all you see for 24-7. But yeah, that second night, I think it was around midnight, I come up on deck for a watch. And, you know, there's not really any rigs out there, so we just had it on autopilot and sailing through the night, not using any engine at all. And uh, the uh, we're having trouble where we want to go the wind's like coming right at us and it it keeps moving a little bit from southeast to south southeast and south south southwest and Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of moving around the the compass and uh so i keep adjusting sails and stuff and kind of moving things around um and then about the time the wind comes around and this is over hours I'm still adjusting things, and uh, we're talking to the Michael Laurie a little bit. Of course, it's midnight, one, two o'clock in the morning, so everything's. Uh, we've got another, you know, fairly good moon, so we can see pretty good. And uh, by the time the wind comes around um, to around west-ish, hmm. or a little bit before. Um, I realized that you know, something I had read before in, in all the studying that before a front hits in the Gulf of Mexico, that's the direction that it'll swing mm. over some hours. And I'm like, oh, crap. Because it wasn't even in my, it's like that normalcy bias. Yeah. You know, and it's not even in my head that we're going to have a front because they said there's not going to be one. Yeah. You guys are great. Yeah. Good to go. So that's what's in my head. I'm good to go. I'm not expecting anything. Yeah. Um, so it starts to turn, I'm like, and it's turning, starting to turn faster, um, faster meaning, you know, within 30 minutes or an hour, it's making a significant move. Um, so I hit the autopilot, I take down our head sail and I put two reefs in the main. Um, that's where you kind of bring a lot of sail down and tie it off. Mm-hmm. So we had just a little bit of tiny little bit of sail up, hardly anything. Um, I think we were just going on that cause the wind was increasing pretty good. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, well, it, it might be a heavy wind. So I'd rather err on the side of caution Yeah. and, uh, and do that. And, I no longer had put down all the sail in that big reef in the main and got back to the cockpit and it hit. And it hit like the proverbial freight train Mm. (laughs) and it just slammed. I mean, one minute it's, you know, 10, 15 knot wind 
it was probably 15, maybe a little bit more, 20. Um, and then it just, boom, 50 knots. And it just hit like like a hammer. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, holy crap, what are we into now? Mm -hmm. um, and then as soon as the wind hit, the waves followed. Yeah. Um, and it just, it popped up 50 foot seas and about 50 knot winds. Um, and the way you can measure seas differently. Generally, it's as far as I understand, they're kind of measured on the back of the wave because mm -hmm. the front is, is going to be a taller because it's sucking water into it. Um, but when we would get, uh, we would, any time our bow was like in the trough of the wave because these were like super steep um, waves and they were breaking. When our trough was in the bottom and I'm at the helm at the back of the boat, I would look up and there'd be about another 20 feet. So 30 foot boat, another 20. That's how I measured the waves. <laughs> so it, it was just, it was crazy. Um, Do you think that that moment, you know, Holy Spirit brings all things to remembrance? Mm -hmm. Was that, was that a Holy Spirit moment that you hadn't, that you didn't recognize in the moment? Totally. You know, it was just a, yeah. Oh, I read this thing this one time and now it's, yeah. it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and you had that forethought of mind to drop your sails and mm -hmm. the majority of your sails. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it hit so hard with that, even that second reef, that heavy reef taken out of that sail and not having much up and it still ripped it. Yeah. It ripped the sail out. Um, not catastrophic, but it ripped it pretty good where I wouldn't, it needed to be taken down yeah um but yeah it totally uh just bringing that bringing that stuff to us yeah and that was the whole time it's like man what you the study you do before you go through a storm is extremely important mm. <laughs> extremely important yeah because even in that i mean at some point you got to be tested and and tried on any skill or whatever yeah and and that's when you you find out it's not a time to learn learning's over <laughs> now you're doing this is yes yeah, is a time to do yeah do or die literally yeah and that you know like i said it was like two or three in the morning that it hit um so we had just a little bit of light where i could see the waves um so i could steer to them because you don't want to you know you don't want to get sideways to them and let it roll you. Mm -hmm. um, boat like ours, you know, we could have taken maybe two or three rolls before the hatches and port lights and the main passageway going into the cabin and things like that. You know, two or three rolls and something would have broken loose yeah. in there. Um, and it's just, it's such a violent thing for a sailboat because you've got this you know, 40 foot, you know, I, I don't remember what ours was, 46 foot or something, uh, 47 foot mast. And just getting raked through the yeah, water. going through the water and then all the pressure and the turmoil of the waves and especially waves that size. It so you want to steer the bow of the boat into the wave then and just kind of ride it up and then drop? Well, we were running from it for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so it was at our, our tail at the stern um 
So I was just letting it, it was kind of an interesting motion. Um, <laughs> interesting. Uh, but it would, you know, all the water feeding into the wave. So it would feed in and we'd get up to the top of it, you know, and that kind of disturbs the wave, but it's pretty vertical and then gravity would take over and then we'd rush down the wave. Jeez. Um, you know, and, and I was trying not to get pushed sideways mm -hmm. on those. So I'd rather just hit it straight mm -hmm. and we'd bury the bow a little bit and the bow would pop up. And at that point we've disturbed the wave enough and it would kind of roll under us. Mm. And then about eight seconds, here comes another one. Jeez. It was like every whatever, eight to 10 seconds, we'd get a new, uh, a new challenge. <laughs> All right, so you're just getting into it. Yeah, yeah, right. so. Mm -hmm. Waves are coming every eight to 10 seconds or so. Still running from the storm. Yeah. We figure it's cold front. It's going to blow out 24 hours or something. It'll, it'll be done. So if nothing else, it'll speed us up because mm -hmm. it's coming from behind us. Yeah. So it's pushing it's like, where you want to go. Cool. Good. <laughs> little help. No, um, not fighting the wind now. Unwanted <laughs> help. <laughs> mm, how many times do we get unwanted? Oh. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so we figure, you know, let's let's run with this. Um, kind of after we get things settled on our boat, and we kind of, and we get into this rhythm, um, we call the Michael Lori and see what's going on with them. Um, they had a sail that got stuck, and we're just, you know, they started out half mile, maybe a mile behind us on our port. Um, and uh, by the time we got things settled and called them, we couldn't find them. We had them turn on their mast light, which is at the top of the mast. Mm -hmm. And we turned ours on, you know, and we're both riding these 50 foot waves. Um, we get to the top or they get to the top, whatever, and we can see them and they're way out in front of us. Yeah. Um, they said they were just smoking. Yeah. Just said as they were coming down the waves with the sail stuck out just yeah i said they could look down the deck and see the deck tweaking from all the pressure oh, and man it's like can't take that very long mm -hmm. um and and they had a very very good blue water boat very strong boat um but it's just that's amazing amount of pressure yeah um, on a boat so they're having their battle, we're having our battle. We radio every little bit just to see, you know, make sure everybody's doing okay. And uh, they had already broken a couple of stays that hold the mast up. Mm -hmm. So their their boat was really getting hammered. Um, and to recap, this is your first time in open water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actual, yep. out yeah. in the sea, you're at what, like 200 plus miles out from yeah from where you started right give or take mm -hmm. and yeah that rhythm of that rhythm that you're in of just this is awesome it's going great and then 
shoot now it's not <laughs> and then even then yeah. you said you, you 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 found a rhythm you guys are right you're working it yeah what what are yeah. you thinking like do we call mayday yet do we what we right this out what do we yeah I, great can, question can you call out for anything is at that point you just send it out and hope somebody hears right yeah at that point you can send out but somebody's got to be within range mm -hmm. you know our antennas are up on the top of the mast um, so we get as far, you know, reach as possible, but it still has to be line of sight. Yeah. Um, neither one of us had a single sideband radio, which will pop up and out and go yeah. worldwide. Um, neither one of us had that. We just had uh, VHF radios. And uh, so it's just line of sight stuff. So if a passing vessel happens to pick up your mayday, mm -hmm. possibly... Um, do you have a beacon that you just flip on and it's like, God, please, somebody find me? You could do an EPIRB, but generally that's for, I've already jumped ship. Okay. Or it's already gone down. And, and now I'll pop my EPIRB that's usually on my vest. And hope somebody finds me. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you have to be passing by within a distance to catch it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's going on? Oh, and again, you have two, two and four-year-old on board. Right. So are they like this yeah. is the best roller coaster ever yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, and does that fade after fifteen hours? You know, <laughs> non-drowsy Dramamine is a wonderful thing really? for kids. <laughs> We'd always keep some on there because I would, I hate seasickness. Yeah, um, and generally you get your sea legs within a day or so. Yeah, um, and uh, so I would do because they were like I don't remember twelve or twenty-four hour non-drowsy Dramamine. Um, so I'd start one the day before we would leave uh, for any even coastal stuff. And, um, but then a day at being after at sea, then I'd stop yeah. and it'd be fine. Um, but yeah, Gina was feeding that to the girl. She's, at that point, everything inside the boat was being thrown around. Yeah. Everything, fruit, all of those big supplies we had, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's everywhere. You know, and they're stepping on stuff, and it's just, it's a mess yeah. already because it's, it's a big washing machine. Yeah. It's all being agitated <laughs> down below. Uh, so she kept them on non drowsy Dramamine just to not add vomit to the whole <laughs> to the scenario. <laughs> and so they wouldn't be miserable. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, they were getting settled. I was getting settled. You know, but this. You know, the, really that right when it started, yeah, we start getting into a rhythm with these waves. Um, but I remember thinking, man, just come on, sunshine, come yeah. up, come up. I need to be able to see better. Yeah. Um, and then I realized once the sun came up, that was a really stupid thing to wish for. Yeah. Because then once it came up, you know, and we never had rain with it. We had, because it was a front, we had almost perfectly clear skies but it was just a tremendous amount of wind mm -hmm. um, so when the sun came up and I could really see we'd get to the top of a wave and I don't know how far you know it was more than the seven miles but not much I mean but then we'd get up on top of a wave and particularly behind us I would look and it was didn't look any better. <laughs> Didn't look any better. I could see every, the way I always put it, each one of them was like a monster. 
I personalized them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and each one of these monsters was coming about every eight to 10 seconds to take us under. And when you yeah. see another 200 of them behind you, yeah. <laughs> countless. It's, like, ugh. it's very disheartening. Yeah. You know, so pretty much as soon as the sun came up, I was like, come on, darkness. <laughs> but then it's just, oh my gosh. You know, when you're doing something you don't like, mm -hmm. or especially something that's frightening, seems like time just slows down. Yeah. You know, and from sun up all through the day, just fighting it, fighting it all through the day, you know, and just taking care of things, trying to manage every wave. Mm -hmm. And I've done the math on that. I should have done it again before this, but... I mean, anybody can do the math. <laughs> Just say every 10 seconds and, yeah. you know, for the total duration of the storm. That's, it was a lot of waves. And how many hours were you in it? Uh, ended up being 75 hours. Jeez. Yeah. Did you guys switch off at the helm or did you just roll it the whole I just, time? Yeah. I, not that I didn't trust Gina. I just. You were in your positions. Yeah. It's like, why switch? Stay with the girls and I'll stay up here and. So 75 hours straight. Mm -hmm. Is this where the Army gets the, their, their sleep standards? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Do you ever find yep. yourself in that 75 hours at any moment just starting to dip? Like you, once you get into a, a rhythm, you're almost just like, oh, I can do. Oh, God. No, I can't. <laughs> right. No, I didn't, which is funny. It's like I had the exact same alertness all the, the whole, whole time. time. That's wild. Day, night. Because you can't leave. No, you can't. So I just stayed there. And, you know, sorry if it's vulgar, but <laughs> I was going to the bathroom right there because I couldn't yeah. take both hands off the wheel at all. Yeah. So it's one hand and then it was a white knuckle grip. Yeah. Because the the waves and the way everything was was tossing, it was really pulling on the rudder. Yeah. So I had to keep a pretty tight grip um, on that wheel try to keep things under control a yeah. little bit um, and at this point we're running the engine so it's at a little 11 horse um, diesel propeller is right in front of the rudder and so to have any kind of steerage mm -hmm. at all um, I had it at a hundred percent throttle yeah so it was to the floor <laughs> for the pretty much the whole time the whole time wow yeah the thing was just it was working hard <laughs> <laughs> it was working hard um, but yeah, we, I mean, all through that day, just time creeping so slow. Um, and then we hit the night and, you know, like I said, I was wishing for the night so I didn't have to look at all this. Yeah. But, you know, it's frightening at its own level. Yeah. So it's, you're just bouncing between two awfuls. Yeah. You know, it's, it's awful cause I can see what's happening and right. it's awful in its own right. Cause I can't see what's happening. Yeah. And now that I'm in a rhythm, I'm hoping it's just going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. So I can, because now at least I know what I'm working for. Right. But yeah. I can't see anything because if it changes, then yeah. my all, all of my priorities change. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what? For those who don't want to have to do math, 75 hours. That's what three days and a couple hours. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. God, so that day was, you know, that first day was tremendously long. But there's this hope. Okay, it's going to blow over. Probably about sunset. Yeah. It'll blow over. You know, so sunset, it's like didn't change. Like, because I want to see this fade off. Mm -hmm. You know, like when we were doing our shakedown, it was that fade off 
for about a you know, couple of, actually four or five hours of just lessening the mm -hmm. wind. Like, I'm expecting that exact same thing. So there's always that hope. Yeah. That, you know, but through the night, same thing. It's freaking longest day of my life. And then the longest night. It's like just minute after minute of just because with again each one of these it just bring us up and I'm like all right here we go I can see the bottom I'm pretty squared up hit the bottom bam bow goes under bow comes up yeah it's like cool okay that one's over so ooh, this one looks like a bigger one yeah or a smaller one hey I get a little bit of a break whatever because they're individuals yeah each one has its own attitude mm. and some are nastier than others so did you run with it the entire time or did no. you ever have to flip yeah we were running i think through that day and then that night um and then my hope that it was going to blow over was starting to I was starting to question Dwindle it. <laughs> slightly. Um, that candle's wick was almost gone. <laughs> I ain't no meteorologist, but <laughs> even the meteorologist didn't see this coming. Mm -hmm. Of course, they can't see everything. I don't blame them, but yeah. the weather does what weather wants to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so starting that next morning, um, it still wasn't, wasn't fading at all. It was exactly the same. Um, and at some point in there, too, um, we Gina had called the Michael Laurie again, and uh, you know it, it's amazing too that after whatever twenty three years, that it's it's still emotionally raw. Mm -hmm. um, but she had. Uh, this is where I usually start having difficulties. <laughs> Um, she calls them, they had broken a couple more stays. Uh, and then as she was talking to them on the radio, you know, so it's a one person's talking and then the other person's talking. Mm -hmm. It's not the whole cell phone thing. Um, Michael Laurie is talking to, uh, Gina and, uh, in the middle of that conversation, she says, you know, you hear a bang. Oh, we just broke another stay. Um, got some panic, near panic in her voice, mm -hmm. like this is not looking good yeah. for us. Um, right after Gina, brilliant, um, had her give uh, their location to us. Mm. So she read her off the latitude and longitude from the GPS. Gina wrote that down on our chart because we were trying to, you know, we were charting where exactly we were and uh, Marked down their location, called back, nothing. Called back, nothing. Mm. Never heard from um, during the storm uh, again. Um, so now we've got that in the back of our head. And you're not even halfway through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to say hope was waning <laughs> is, is true. I mean, we hadn't obviously given up hope, but it's, it's like, okay, this thing's still strong. We don't know what's going on with our friends. Yeah. You know, it sounds from all, you know, angles that they might have lost their mast. If they lost their mast, they may go down because mm -hmm. then all that stuff gets, you know, it can foul the propeller. It can foul because you have all these ropes and Every, lines. Everything's and everything. interconnected. Yeah. yeah. 
So it can foul the rudder, can break things off, and then you're just dead in the water mm -hmm. and doing whatever it wants to with you. Um, so, you know, we don't have any more communication. Throughout the rest of the 75 hours, we're calling, you know, every six hours or so, uh, trying to hail them, mm -hmm. just, just trying. Just give me something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that early the next day, I think it was that, you know, all that had happened. And then, um, you know, one of these, one of these waves had, uh, like I said, they're all a little bit different or whatever. We ride up one, you know, like we'd ridden up all of them, but then we get a little bit of a rogue wave that's kind of from the side hits us at a different angle. Mm -hmm. Something funky happened. To where right when we get up to the top of this wave, um, it kicks our stern. Mm. We get slapped. And so it just pops us down and we head down, you know, not exactly sideways to it, but we're heading down at a 45 degree angle uh, down this wave. And I just remember from the helm at the stern of the boat, looking down and again, we're almost vertical, but we're coming down at an angle and all this water's rushing into the wave still. Mm -hmm. So we're hitting it sideways on the front of our, on our starboard bow. Um, and it's just, there's so much pressure. The whole boat is just shaking and quaking. Um, and it's just putting up this, I don't know, 20, 30 foot wall of water mm. from where the bow and the, the water current is, is meeting. Um, and you know, that's, that's the first time I was like, well, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've been fighting for, you know, whatever it's been 30 hours Yeah, is not doing this. And now it's done it and I have no way out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, well, this could be the first role, you know, and then, you know, Maybe we do one, maybe we do two. Yeah. How do I get out of it? Yeah. You know, can I get out of it once, if it starts? Right. And that's a massive, you know, agitation inside the whole, because I mean, everything's still getting like washing machine. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking of my girls and my wife, they're going to get tossed around. Mm -hmm. There's hardly anything in there that's soft. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fiberglass or metal and I think. Uh, and, and then with me, I was harnessed in, but a lot of times from the deck, from the helm, you know, you're going to get thrown around if you're going under and then back over, you know, keeping yourself from being gored and, <laughs> or knocked out or whatever yeah. else. Cause you, you won't leave the helm, but you're still going to get tossed. Yeah. You know, it's, you're not going to just stay there. Right. You know? You're not going to be right in position when you yeah. right the ship and here yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you can hold it. Yeah, and so, and so I'm thinking, well, if they make it out of this role, you know, and, and I get tossed around and am overboard, yeah, I'll still be connected, but at some point, Gina's going to come on deck and see my line <laughs> going <laughs> off somewhere and else. being dragged, yeah. you know, and... Your water skiing, like, uh, waving, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the water's great, yeah. Uh, so you're at a 45, you come down make it to the bottom what happens um yeah we, the, you get this wall of water and then the bow buries again and it, it's kind of one of those time slowing down things uh the bow buries and it just stays buried 
you know, and there's waves still pushing on us, and it's just burying, burying, burying. And I'm thinking, okay, any minute now, <laughs> I'd like to see you again. <laughs> and it pops back up, um, and we significantly disrupted that wave, but it everything's just mm-hmm. tossed about. And, um, but we, the ship writes, and Gina comes on, on or she pops the hatch open she's like I don't, I don't think she was cussing back then but she's like what the hell was that <laughs> basically that felt different yeah. because they got used to the motion yeah she's like what you're at 30-ish hours of some yeah. some amount of awful that becomes your new normal for that time right and mm-hmm. now this was more awful <laughs> yeah significantly different than your last 30 right. hours of, of awful yeah <laughs> yep and uh, I was like, oh, I kind of explained to her real quick what had happened. And um, I, I told her that we've got to turn, you know, we don't know with the Michael Lorry. They may be down. Um, they may have already lost ship. I don't know if they're floating out there somewhere. There's nothing we can do because yeah, I don't know where they are. And even if you did in that storm, there's nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah. What, how are we going to bring them on board? Yeah. Everything. So it's like, you know, that's gone. This is not easing up. Mm-hmm. This is already well beyond, you know, the time that I thought it would ease up. Um, and I said, we, we, the only thing I do know is that we can't do that again. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's done. We got rip sails. Don't know how long the engine can stay. Um, you know, plot me a course to the nearest American shore, mm-hmm. Mexico, if we can, but yeah. You know, we were just as close to U.S. Um, so I said, just plot us a course, you know, the closest um, American ground. And um, so she pl- plotted a course to uh, Port Isabel. It's right on the Texas-Mexico border. Um, but the first thing is I, I told her, we've got to turn. Yeah. So regardless, I, I can't be running from this sea anymore. Um so I told her, yeah, on the, I'm going to have to do it at the top of a wave. Can't do it in the trough because mm-hmm. there's too much chance of we're going to get caught sideways. Yeah. So, the, you know, so the next one, we'll, we'll try to figure it out. Um, so a wave came and I kind of... And all of that, not mm-hmm. to interrupt, but mm-hmm. all of what you just said happened in about, what, 30 seconds of a oh, conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, it's very quick, you know, because everybody's mind's racing in a good way in the sense of that adrenaline makes yeah. time stop. Yeah. So you just this is what we have to do. Right. And she's like, cool, let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And because, yes. again, that's where movies really get it. They have all mm-hmm. this time to converse. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, we got to do this or we're going to die. No, we can't do that. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. No, we're gonna have to, yeah. you know, and then, and then in, a few flashbacks. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. But in reality, it's like this is what I gotta do. Okay, I trust you. Boop. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yep. Like, make sure the girls have their life jackets on, harnesses, whatever, and yeah. It's like this... prep for the worst, hope for the best. Exactly. Um, so next wave came, and you know, of course, we we got this current into us, coming into the waves, you know, and then the waves are pushing this way. But I've got the propeller pushing as much power as I can, as much water as I can across the rudder. Mm-hmm. So what happens at the top of the wave is we're actually getting, it's a reverse flow mm. at yeah, one point. Yeah, yeah. There's a reverse flow against the rudder. Mm-hmm. 
uh, until we settle again, and then it's the correct flow. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here trying to do trig in my head or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever that math <laughs> is that you need. You're right. So I, we, this next wave comes, and I'm like kind of going through the motions of, okay, what I'm going to have to do is turn the wheel like I'm reversing to get the bow moving. Mm-hmm. And then once I come up over the wave, then I'm going to have to spin it the rudder the other way. And I'm keeping the throttle at 100%. Um, just to try to get that the boat spun mm-hmm. at the top. Um, and again, these are like breaking vertical waves. Um, yeah, like, so even for a moment, your your rudder and everything's even going to be out of the water for at least a yeah, part of Yeah, or close it. to it. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's like, you know, one wave and I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, I, I think we can do that. You know, the next one's coming in 10 seconds. So I'm like, all right, Gina, this is the one. Yeah. We're going to give this a whirl. Um, Literally. See, they're going to work or, yeah. <laughs> see, they're going to work or it's not going to not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Let me, this is so good that I haven't actually heard the full story because I'm as This will be a long episode, but it'll be <laughs> a worth it episode. Yeah, we could edit out some. I mean, we Fluff could, or whatever. We could, but yeah, I like the the build in and or even just do the do a short and a long version. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so yep, we're at the top of the wave. This is the wave we're we're, yeah, we're this, doing it. This is the wave. This is the one. Get everybody prepped, and uh, so the, this wave hits, and my first like reverse motion of what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I, I I hit that. Just as hard as I can, come to the hard stop of the wheel, and and nothing. <laughs> the bow is staying right where it is. I'm like, okay, time is ticking. Because yeah. here in a minute, I'm going to have to abort, mm-hmm. and we're figure out a different plan, yeah, <laughs> or something. So I've reached that abort point, and right when I reach that, like internal abort, the bow starts coming over a little bit to port. I'm like, okay, we're moving. Do I keep it going or not? I'm like, well, hell, we're into it. So yeah. let's do it. So uh, we get to the top, switch, go to the hard stop on the other side, make sure my throttle's at 100%. And, and this is while like hanging onto the wheel while it's vertical. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, now we're coming down the backside. And uh, anyway, flip it, the bow starts coming over. Um, and then once it gets moving, it just, it whips Snaps, pretty yeah. quick, um, before we hit the trough and, uh, and it's amazing. It's like, I can still see the waves, the water, the, where the bow was in, in proportion to the, the waves. It's just something that's forever like ingrained locked in your in. mind. Yeah. 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 20 something years ago. Um, but we, we come, you know, just shy of that is that a colorado mosquito it is that's a rare and unusual thing yeah and they're healthy this year which is kind of scary that is Ooh, juicy yeah he got me or you (laughs) (laughs) or something (laughs) a positive (laughs) (laughs) all right so you Uh, you get it spun yeah so we get it spun you know and then guess what now instead of waiting for each one to come now we're going into it because we do have some forward momentum and that first one, I mean, swing around, and then it's like, oh, now I get to look at this thing instead of over my shoulder, 
Now I'm facing it. Is it better or worse? Yeah. It's a toss up. <laughs> Again, just as equally as bad, right. but different. <laughs> but now I'm looking up at the top of this thing breaking and, you know, we're just, we come up over this thing and of course it's moving. Mm-hmm. So we come up and then it disappears. <laughs> like, oh, got a lot of dead space. Mm. And uh, the bow just drops off of that onto the back of the wave. It's like, wow, that is a different feel. Hmm. And uh, Gina comes up too. She's like, well, this is a little different ride. <laughs> and they're quicker. Yeah. And so every, instead of every 10 seconds or whatever, I don't know, seven or whatever. Now, were they actually quicker? Or is it just because now you're moving down the back yeah. of the wave? So you're you're hitting them faster, whereas before you were rolling with them, it gave you a little bit more time? Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we're, we do have a little bit of forward momentum. Because so, you're coming down the back of the wave, which is pushing you towards the next. Yeah. So you're hitting it faster. Right. With almost less time <laughs> exactly. to think. Mm-hmm. Because half of the time, or not half, but part of the time you're just slamming down. You're just slamming. And then it's like, now I can do something. Well, not really. <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> exactly. So good and bad. I mean, at least you can face it. Yeah. Um, you know, but the interesting thing was internal. Um because really that's when everything changed um before we were in a bad situation still going to the same place still have the same mission Mm -hmm. just waiting for it to end now we've turned our mission is different Mm -hmm. it's now survival yeah we're just and we're headed home ish the mission has changed Tactics have changed. Um, again, we don't know where the Michael Laurie is, but we're assuming they're still moving or going or floating or, you know, it, it, we just, that's a big, we don't know kind of thing still. You, you, you sit on hope and put it in the back of your mind because you can't mm-hmm. afford to right. worry about it. Yeah. Because whatever it is, is, and you can't do anything about it one exactly. way or another. Yeah. So you shove that down and and keep moving with the it sounds the like a like a legit combat situation <laughs> yeah yeah you shove it down so you can keep keep operating and stay and, operational yep and then deal with whatever happens later yeah as long exactly. as you, you got to stay focused so you can get out of it and then mm-hmm. and then go from there exactly so um, now you now that you've flipped around and you're you're heading into the waves about how much of that time of that 75 hours are you heading into the waves? Um, really, I think it was the majority of that. I think we did about a day running from it and then a couple days running into it. Getting, yeah, trying to get back to, to land. Golly, that's a, one heck of a storm. Yeah, and, and it didn't drop the whole time. It didn't oh. diminish one iota. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? Um, so yeah, we're, so like I said, everything's changed now and we're running into it, but we get in a rhythm. There's a, a technique, something that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no idea, but from something I had read, you know, when the wave, when you're facing the waves going into them, that when you're coming off of one, before you hit the trough, you kind of bring the boat a little bit sideways because all that water is getting sucked into that wave. Mm-hmm. So if you bring the boat sideways, it disrupts 
the wave. You know, because we go five and a half foot in the water mm -hmm. with our keel, so that disrupts some of that pull. So what happens when that break, that wave is breaking up here instead of this straight line of break, you'll have a saddle that you can shoot through. Yeah. So you go sideways, and then you. It, so it's more work, mm -hmm. but you can come up through the saddle, and it's not just a straight up and down. Smash, yeah. Yeah, so we get a little bit smoother ride, mm -hmm. but our ride looks like this with every yeah. wave. <laughs> so it takes a lot of work and, and you know, you'll have, just like surfing, you'll have sets mm -hmm. that come in. So even though they were constant, you get some that are just like, holy hell, yeah, <laughs> apocalyptic type waves that felt like. Yeah. And then some that are like, okay, I can manage this. Mm -hmm. Not small, but... It's like not compared to what just passed. Yeah. I got this one. This is cake. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, and at this point, I mean, you're, you're pretty much a seasoned veteran. Right? <laughs> Getting a lot of experience <laughs> real quick. Um, yeah. At any time in that, that 75 hours, was there ever a fatigue where you're like, I just can't do this anymore? It, strangely not. No. You're just, just in it the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Just, just rocking it. And even in the middle, I was like, hmm. This isn't natural. Yeah. This this isn't, uh, I, I shouldn't be this alert, you know. But again, it was just so freaking long. Yeah. Just the minutes, every minute was like 10 hours. Yeah. And it just, because you're just that fear response, you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, yeah, this is supernatural. And then the thoughts will come of, how long can I do this? Yeah. I need to get to shore before I pass out. Yeah. Before my body catches yeah. up to reality. Because Gina has to come on deck. The girls are having to fend for themselves at two and four. Yeah. That's not right. And she doesn't have the now experience that you have because yeah. you've been doing it for the past, you know, right. 30, 40, 50 hours. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So it's right about this point too, that um, you know, checking the throttle every now and then because we need to get there mm -hmm. before anything bad happens. And uh, and I'm thinking, oh, it's been like whatever, 30 hours that this little diesel has been running at 100% throttle. Yeah. We got 21 gallons of fuel. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we're getting low. Um because it's not like a car. I don't. I didn't have a gas gauge on it. Never needed one before. Yeah. Because <laughs> it never came close. I knew how much fuel I consumed generally. Yeah, but at, at full throttle for however yeah. many hours, it's like, well, shoot, how much am I actually burning? Right. Exactly. Um, so that's another problem of, okay, what do we do? Yeah. And uh, we had two jerry cans of diesel on the deck, lashed real good to the deck. I'm like, the only thing I can figure out, because I can't let go of the wheel, is, you know, because the boat wants to go sideways. Mm -hmm. So it's a constant battle. Yeah. So I hollered down at Gina again and said, hey, babe. <laughs> so here's the new problem. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, six and a half gallon diesel can over here, weighs about 50 pounds on a wet and tossing deck. Do you think you could crawl up there, unlash that jerry can? It wasn't far from the cockpit, but yeah. it wasn't in the cockpit. I think, can you get up there on deck with your harness on 
and unlash it, not lose it overboard mm -hmm. as we climb and fall off these waves. Yeah, as you're getting tossed trying to hold on to 50 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Make it over here to the fill spout, get the key, not the, like, it, there, it, it's just yeah. got a certain thing that you have to put into yeah. it. It's not like a lock key. And uh, get that undone and get diesel as in much it. as you can <laughs> as much as you can and uh get it closed up and get like, back down <laughs> it's like we have to don't we and it's like yeah it's like all right i'll do it and at this point she weighed like 98 pounds mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like that thing's half your weight yeah <laughs> but she i mean supernatural strength and balance and grip and she got up there got it unlashed and i had things tied down good um, but thankfully they were good knots because mm -hmm. I did my reason, <laughs> but she got it unlashed, got the jerry can over there. She got it opened up right about time. She's taken the lid off with the key and I've very much stressed, please don't drop the key mm -hmm. overboard as we're yeah. doing this and just, you know, at the, you know, trying to do an intricate thing on the back of a bull yeah. in a rodeo kind yeah. of deal. Because, like yeah. you said, you're you're whipping around, you're shooting up, you're coming down, you're whipping yeah. around. It's 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 a it's a predictable motion, mm -hmm. but it's still a violent motion. Right. Yeah. And uh, right as she was taking the lid off, I was like, "Hey," because I'd been holding this back. <laughs> it's like, "Hey, babe, um, if at all possible, don't get any seawater. Don't let any seawater get in the uh, mm -hmm. the uh, diesel." there because then our engine dies and then we don't have any forward momentum and the sails are ripped so yeah we'll pretty much die she <laughs> just gives me a look like yep <laughs> as we were violently getting tossed about yeah and water is splashing waves are breaking over the boat yeah and inside i'm thinking we've got to do this there's no option but there's no way she can keep seawater from going in that spout and somehow she did well she didn't yes <laughs> and she gets this 50 count 50 pound you know jerry can gets diesel in there she about i think she drained it and put all six gallons in or whatever which you know was almost half of our uh, tank mm -hmm. for that gets the lid back on you know, throws a quick knot around, lashes the empty jerry can down. Like, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I'm so proud. But it was. It's just supernatural. Yeah. Um, so then the next <laughs> deal was it starts, uh, you know, the moon will come up like whatever, three and a half four hours whatever later every night and what i had been relying on was the moon was coming up right about the, as the sun would set mm -hmm. for this last couple of days so the sun would go down moon would come up cool i can still see the waves yeah because i got to be able to see them especially going into them so everything was working so i get this epiphany right before sunset of you know crap it's going to be three hours later tonight. Last night it was close. Tonight it's going to be three or four hours later. So I'm going to have pitch freaking dark for like three hours. Yeah. Say, like, I can't do this. I've got to be able to see. 
you know, and, and so I'm, you know, one thing I haven't said much of, but I've been talking to the father a lot through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, we're going to do mission work. I was a pastor before we left. I knew scripture. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'd been commanding the waves, turning around, put my hand up, be still. It's like, I've seen it in the word. It's got to work. Be still. And they'd get bigger. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I'll have this theological debate with myself later, yeah. <laughs> but right now, I don't know. Yeah. Tried it half dozen times. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I don't, I'll figure this out later. Yeah. Should it work? Yeah. Should absolutely work. But it wasn't. So it's like kind of dealing with that. But now realizing the moon wasn't going to come up and I couldn't see, I said, Father, I need help. I have no, I'm at my end. Mm-hmm. I have, where before I would have one plan, <laughs> this time I had zero mm-hmm. plan. Um, it's like, okay, I have no idea. I didn't read anything on this. I have no knowledge of, you know, how to do this in the pitch black. Yeah. Now it's going to start raining. That's okay. Put something over it. Still pretty light. Yeah, and it's under that branch. It'll protect the camera mostly. Um so it's it's sun starting to go down, starting to go down, starting to get dark. And, and I've been in near panic, so it wasn't like a huge move to panic. Yeah. It was like, okay, what's going to happen here? I was like, Father, I need something. I need something. And uh, the first thing that I ever remember definitively hearing from the Holy Spirit, and it was a number, um, and I don't remember exactly now what the number was, but it was like 265. And I mean, it clear as if he was talking at this level voice in my ear. Yeah. And he just said 265. I, like, I have no doubt that that was you. I need something. I have nothing. Now I have that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 260. Okay. My compass had big ships compass right there. Sun goes down. And I'm like, okay, well, 265 is pretty close to what we're doing, relatively. Mm-hmm. So I adjust, I spin us around to 265, which, like I said, was pretty close anyway. And now I can't see the mast because it's pitch freaking dark. Mm-hmm. And all I can see is my red light ship's compass, and it's 265. I'm like, I have nothing else to do. So here we go. And for the next three hours or whatever, smoothest ride we had. Wow. The waves stayed the same. The wind stayed the same. It never let up. But that was the smoothest ride. (laughs) And I just did a, I didn't do my fancy thing that was working so well. Yeah. Because I couldn't see the waves. I couldn't see the mast, much less the waves. He he pointed you in the exact way you needed to go. Yeah. That's amazing. He made a path in the sea. Hmm. Mm. And that was. I'm gonna say stop now. I'm gonna cry on camera. Man, that's. Yeah. He will when we need it. And ask he, for it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because you were at full surrender. Yeah, there was nothing. You, you up until that point, you had knowledge that he used mm-hmm. to help you to operate and get you to that point. Yeah. And then you got to that full surrender of, 
Yeah. I'm literally blind here. Mm -hmm. I can't do what has been working. Right. What you got to do something for me. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing to offer. Yeah. Nothing at all. I have no plan. That's amazing. Um, yeah. First thing I've ever heard from him. And that was a number. <laughs> a very important, number. A very important number. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, we make it through that night the the moon comes up and i can see now a little bit and you know and the tendency was okay i got it now and, and then it'd get rough you know and uh, okay well maybe i should go back to 65 okay well that's better <laughs> it wasn't smooth by any chance like i said still 50 knot winds still 50 foot seas but but it was it felt right yeah and it it was I don't know. I felt like I had backup. I had, this wasn't fully me, mm -hmm. you know, entering into that supernatural. Um, yeah. So we, we kept that through the rest of the night into the next day. Um, you know, and, and things are, are still, um, kind of going the same way, you know, with, now, I mean, these things were so steep where, where Gina was and the, and the girls down below, we had made out the main salon area, which was dining table. It would go down on chalks and then you could put cushions out and that'd be kind of like a double sized bed. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where they spent most of their time right there. Um, but then where, where you lay down on that settee, there's a little bulkhead here with a, a railing. Uh, that was next to the galley in mm -hmm. our kitchen. Um, and so the girls were hanging on to Gina. And so when we'd come down, when our bow was down, so their feet would be down, she'd be hanging on to that mm -hmm. rail. And then we'd go up the waves, she'd be pushing against it. Yeah. And the girls were just, you know, hanging on to her or whatever else uh, going through this. But so much so that after the storm, she didn't have any fingerprints. It wore completely smooth, no more prints, just from hanging on to that thing and pushing against. Um, and it was teak wood. Yeah. Very nicely finished, smooth mm. teak wood. And so were her fingers when it was yeah. all said. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like it was sandpaper. Yeah. No, it was smooth wood. It was just the sheer amount of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. In both directions mm -hmm. from hanging on to pressing. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we make it through that whole next of the day. Um, and then just after, just after sunset that next day, we uh, saw some lights, uh, lights of shore. Because um, we, Gina had been plotting our course, um, so we knew where we were, but... And it was like, oh my gosh, I can't see shore, can't see shore, and I know it's coming. Yeah, you know, but it, you got to be within that seven miles. Um, so within that seven, ten miles, whatever it was, uh, we start seeing some lights. Um, Port Isabel, uh, South Padre Island, Mexican border. Um, so it's like, oh, hope is back. Yeah, fully reinstilled. Yeah, it's like, I know I couldn't swim it, but. I think I could dang near swim it. 
yeah. <laughs> with the girls on my back, yep. you know, especially in life jackets. Um, but at this point, still, <laughs> said it a hundred times, 50 knot winds, 50 foot seas blowing against us. Yeah. So it would have been a extremely hard, you know, and likely would have pushed us back out. But I felt like I could swim it. Yeah, because again, reach your, it. your hope tank is full now. Yeah. Because it's like, I have... I have something to to grab onto now. Right. You know, emotionally, mentally, I can see it. Yeah. It's not just that I know it's there. I'm seeing that it's there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Man, that's something for a statement of faith. Man, no kidding. Um, So, yeah, like I said, the sun goes down. We can start seeing lights. Start to see lights. And uh, it's like, okay, cool. We get within a few miles. um, Again, still pushing against us. An 11 horse diesel and doing all this action we're doing a lot of energy for very little gain mm-hmm. <laughs> um but we're we're getting closer so a few miles out we're like oh man we're about there yeah we've never been into this port before but you know we can see it on the on the chart there it's like you know it's pretty short simple jetty um and uh and it's getting closer about three miles out just get socked in somehow with fog and the wind is still blowing like stink Mm. it's turned a little bit coming from the side so the jetties are here and the winds coming perpendicular to them Uh, so you so you get your your lots of hope yeah and then your hope gets bogged down with fog (laughs) it's bogged down with fog well, yeah. I, was, I was thinking we'd be able to do this in one shot, but I think we're going to have to do a nice little cliffhanger here oh, yeah. <laughs> and do a second yep. episode because this yeah. is already a longer one. Right. And then in yeah. that episode, we can go into what did you learn and how have you carried exactly. that through your life? Yeah. So thanks yep. for joining us today with mm-hmm. this amazing story. Uh, and uh, now we're going to have to load up because it's actually starting to rain. It is raining. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's nice under that limb. Yeah, it just buys you a little bit of time. Yep.